Here at the Value Meat Department, we love the daily grind. Stop by, stock up, and save, and thank you for shopping right here at your Highlands Value Meat Department. Welcome to Second and Ali. I'm Michelle Eigenhero of Louisville.com, here with my co-host Dylan Jones of Louisville Magazine. Hey, hey. Sitting in for Josh Moss this week. Today we were talking about Best of Louisville. We're going to highlight some of our winners, some of our finalists, some of our favorites. Um, but first, we're going to talk about our inner office memo. It's a thing we do every month in the magazine where we send a question around to our staff and our freelancers and ask one question. We publish the answers. This month, it was, what was your best or worst summer job? Okay, now we're going to hear inner office memo responses from editorial intern Jenny Kiefer and our senior writer, Ann Marshall. This, this job was the summer between high school and college. Um, I was a Kentucky State Fair Bear. We basically went to different counties in Kentucky to their county fairs, um, and we walked around promoting the state fair. So we would rotate out being the bear or being a handler, which is the person who just sort of walks around and makes sure that they can see where they're going and that, you know, there's no kids or people that are going to try to tackle you or do anything weird. Um, but basically, if you were the bear, you didn't really have to do anything but just sort of like be in the costume being really hot and sweaty for these 30 minutes and you have to like wave and you take pictures with kids and you can't really see the girl bear costume. You could, the like nostrils I think were empty actually and the eyes were like mesh but that you don't have like any peripheral vision and like the head is like this like actually sitting on your shoulders. And um, so it's kind of bulky and sort of hard to move around. And like the feet, you have these like, I don't know, they're almost like giant slippers that go over your shoes. So those are kind of hard to walk around into. Um, It was a strange, (laughs) strange job. We did get paid from the time we left the state fairgrounds in Kentucky or in Louisville until we got back. Um, So it was kind of nice because, you know, if it's a three hour drive, you get paid for sitting on your ass in the van for those three hours, but I would never do it again. (laughs) My favorite summer job uh, definitely was teaching swimming lessons. When I was in high school and in college over the summer, uh, I was living in California at the time, so I got a cool California tan, (laughs) which now I wish I'd put more sunscreen on as an older lady. But um, if I had to pick like one image that just sticks in me forever about why I loved it so much was you know you always had a ton of snotty kids that would like put their chin in the water and then decide that that was putting their face in and you'd get so frustrated but I had these two identical twin boys one summer who were a little older probably about four or five maybe and they were very chubby (laughs) and they were just like completely identical and they were so just joyful little kids fearless and very buoyant because they were chubby and I taught them like private swimming lessons and within two weeks they had never been in the water before and within two weeks I had them swimming across the a 25 yard lap pool like totally by themselves and I especially remember one of them even got up the nerve to jump off the diving board and I was there in the water to like catch him and uh, he just had, I just remember him like jumping off the diving board and him like probably about to belly flop on my head, but uh, he just had the biggest smile on his face and I love that memory. Now you're gonna hear from advertising account executive Mandy Wood and art director Suki Anderson. 
So my worst summer job. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I grew up in a very, very small town in Michigan, literally surrounded by uh, cornfields, farms, all that good stuff. I remember I was the youngest of my cousins and I remember all of my cousins and really like all their friends every year would go out to these farms and detassel corn. These guys were making pretty good money and I, I definitely wanted in on that action. So we got on these buses and they would bus us out to these farms um, in herds of, of kids. We would get out, they would start one kid in each row. And I remember just not really being able to reach the corn. Everybody went, like it was like, okay, everybody go. And I, I quickly got left behind because I could not reach, reach the, the corn, the tassel to pull it out. So everybody was going really fast, like two hands at a time, just super fast going down these rows. And I started to be very alone in these cornfields with, everybody was out of sight. Like I was way far behind. I actually, I think I saw Children of the Corn just one too many times. I started to get really scared and and I, I just felt like panicked all of a sudden. So I started skipping the, um, the tassels, the pieces of corn. I'm just trying to do like one of every like four or five because I was trying my hardest to catch up with everybody else. Lunchtime rolled around. We worked for maybe two or three hours, I would say, and, and it was time for lunch and we all get on the bus. I was so embarrassed. I got my first scolding from, <laughs> from a boss ever. And I was a rule follower, a good kid. Like I, I, I did not like to get in trouble. So, um, he was literally like, are you doing one out of every four pieces of corn? I'm having to go behind you and do all of your stuff. And I was just like, oh, I'm sorry. And like, I remember one little like teardrop like fell out of my eye. I was so embarrassed and like mortified that I couldn't handle the detasseling the corn. I finally got through the day and, and we got home. And that night I literally had rash all over from like my hands, the tips of my fingers, all the way to like where my t-shirt sleeve was, all the way up my arm. And I just remember being the most miserable I've ever been in my life because I got in trouble and then I got a huge rash on my arms. And needless to say, it was my, my first and last day of shucking corn. When I was in college, I worked at a head shop in St. Paul called Maharaja's Rock and Roll Headquarters. There was no music anywhere. Like, I don't know why it was the Rock and Roll Headquarters other than maybe the Rock and Roll lifestyle. (laughs) It was um, not just drug paraphernalia, (laughs) but sculptures from all over the world, jewelry. Um, It was my job to take care of and organize the Harley t-shirts and Harley honey panties. My friends had great presents that year. I also enjoyed um, unwrapping all of these statues from all over the world because it was packaged in newspapers from India and China and Japan and I kept those for art projects. I wasn't allowed to touch any money because I was a woman that I was untrustworthy. (gasps) Um, It was just bizarre, it was bizarre. 
So last year for Best of Louisville, we chose Kiki Petrosino as our best poet. Um, this year, we asked Petrosino to choose a new best poet for 2016, and she chose Kristen Miller. Kristen is the director of programming and development at the local publishing house Saraband Books, and she founded the Saraband Writing Labs, which provide free community workshops and readings in underserved neighborhoods. Kiki Petrosino calls her a poet with a delicate lyric sensibility. Kristen sent us one of her poems to print in our July issue of the magazine. Here she is reading that piece. Unlove Poem If I weren't a winter willow arrow, and you weren't a coil of spring, and if I didn't feel weather in the ends of my hair or my belly as a white wicker basket, and if I didn't feed you children or plant them wrong end up on the longest night of the year or wear a crown of dry bones and driftwood just for you, Lord, if I weren't inked with an egret, quill weren't an egret, didn't stand unstitched on the rock rim of a gray lake, and if you weren't a terset, and who inked you, a beautiful terset? You might unearth my buried ones on the longest day of the year and lay them in a white wicker basket. We keep talking about Best of Louisville, but we should pause and explain what that is for those of you who don't know. For 31 years, Louisville Magazine has hosted the Best of Louisville Awards. It's a mix of People's Choice Awards and Critics' Choice. We poll our readers, they get to pick winners from different categories, and we get to pick, as critics, some particular things around town, such as Best Poet. We have categories that range from Best New Restaurant to Best Movie Theater to Best Place to Do Pilates. And this ties really well into the We Love segment that we've pulled from the magazine into the podcast. It's basically, um, we get to pick the things that are happening around town that we're really into this month. Dylan, when it comes to Best of Louisville, what are you really loving? I gotta say, Longshot Lobster won Best Food Truck, and I love that place. I'd never had lobster before in my life. I, I was sort of like morally opposed <laughs> to eating lobster my whole life. I was like a little pita kid. And um, so I got this assignment to go write about them um, and and try one of their rolls. And they're great. Like you wouldn't, I, I was like, wow, seafood out of a truck, this is gonna be a disaster. But yeah, a recipe wonderful. for food poisoning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember you bringing some of that back to the office. It was great. It was, it was like, delicious. yeah, like everyone in the office was like, you have long shot lobster? And oh, and you eat seafood? Like you don't have Taco Bell this time? It was like, a, <laughs> it was an event, yeah. I'm really stoked that the hot chicken places um, were both nominated for best chicken restaurant and Joel has won that. Yeah. Um, I really like that this Nashville staple has kind of made its way up here and, and we love it. Like obviously we all love it. I dream about Royals chicken. <laughs> I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Though you know, you have to you have to admit that trend is almost like when, when KFC put out its hot chicken. That was troubling for me. Have you tried it? I actually tried that at the KFC test kitchens on assignment really? before it was released, and we were whisked into this into the bowels of this big, huge building with all these security doors, and we had to have all this clearance. And then they served us this hot chicken. Me and a photographer. And then watched us eat it awkwardly. It was very strange. It's like opening a gift in front of yeah, yeah, it yeah. It's surprisingly good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, not as good as Royals and Joella's, but it's surprisingly not. good. Have you seen the thing about their um, fingernail polish, their chicken flavored fingernail polish from KFC? Yes. Oh my god. They're only they only have it in Hong Kong, but if you go to Louisville.com, we did a write up on it. Um, it's really interesting. You can just lick your fingers all day and taste chicken. <laughs> In case you needed just a little bit extra help hitting rock bottom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
This year's Best of Louisville winner for Best Radio Team for Humor went to Ben Davis and Kelly Kay. We sat down with Ben and Kelly to talk about their show, how to get laughs, and how they uh, relate to their audience. It's usually the simplest things. Like one of the big, biggest things that stands out in my mind is the hot dog is a sandwich or not sandwich. Yeah. That got so much interaction. <laughs> there was some passion behind. The there people. was. My, my my argument is uh, hot dog is meat and bread. It's a sandwich. And my argument was no, a hot dog is a hot dog. It's separate on the menu. It's but not looped in I with sandwiches. Say the Merriam-Webster dictionary has defined the hot dog as a sandwich. Well, so. it's wrong. <laughs> See, it's little simple things like that that get the most interaction. It's insane. There was a Twitter fight that went happened between yeah, Pierce Chrissy Morgan Teigen and Chrissy Teigen, and John Legend, yeah. and no. bringing it to life was fun because. You know, tweets just kind of sit there, and you can read them. They're funny. Mm-hmm. But when you can, you know... Yeah, I highlight the audience. Like, our audience is hysterical. And They're really they, funny. They, um, and that's one of my favorite things, is when... Uh, I remember we just decided at one point to just try to get uh, something trending on Twitter. Just some nonsensical oh, words. God, Fartbox27. Yeah, so Fartbox27, <laughs> we're just like... Just see if we can get that phrase to trend in Louisville. And we ended up doing it. But just seeing <laughs> just seeing the way our audience responded to creating ways to work Fartbox 27 into their tweets <laughs> and into their rhetoric it was just hysterical. And then even to this day, They'll still reference know, it. people will still like <laughs> hashtag Fartbox 27. There, there was one, one bit though that, uh, where we had uh, two restaurants that we had called, um, each conference called each other. And we, it was a bit called You Called Me. And it was a Chinese restaurant. Was it? What was it? Was it was a convenience store. It was a convenience store, a Dollar General store and mm-hmm. a, a restaurant, yeah. I think. And they just, we just listened in, and they just talked to each other because each thought that the other person called them, and they couldn't figure out. And it was one of the most magical, like when the the original intent of this is how this is going to work out actually worked out the way that we had hoped. It was perfection. So when when those little gems happen, it's kind of like, oh, I remember that one time. Hello, John Steven from the Fifty Dollar. How can I help you? Uh, hello, <laughs> hello. This is Steven hello? from the Fifty Dollar. How can I help you? You called me. No, you called me. <laughs> hello. Uh, what is this a joke or something? I'm sorry, I don't really have time for this. I have to go. Well, hey, Bye. did you call or? We should probably call him back. Steven speaking. How can I help you? You called me. No, you called me again for the second no, time. No, I think I would know if I called somebody. Okay, listen, sweetie, my phone just, rang. Uh, I picked it up. I was like, hey, this is Steven for the dollar. How can I help you? And then you're telling me I called you. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. whatever. I don't yeah, have time for this. Funny. I have to go. This is real Bye. Funny. Doodles. Yeah, we should probably call him back. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Hello, this is Steven with the dollar. How can I oh, help you? On. Look, man, I got two people waiting. I'm in the middle of the shave here. I've got a business run. I don't have time for this. 
Okay, seriously, sweetie, you need to stop calling this phone line, okay? We are busy as can be right now. I don't, no, no, no. I don't think I don't you understand how important here, my job is. I am the manager. Without me, people will not be able to get discount different items the from the store. Yes, I'm, I'm the manager, the so manager stop calling here. I don't know what your issue is, baby, but you need to stop. Years, hey, zip it. Zip, zip. Are you done? Thank oh you. God. Do not call back. Seriously. God. Oh, we should probably call him at least one more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> no. Steven speaking with a f- dollar. How can I help you? Seriously, dude. That's enough. Oh, my God. Like, are you seriously on my phone line again? Stop calling me. me. I don't know what your point or what you're trying to do, but... That's in I'm here, done. sugar. Just because you couldn't finish college and you cut hair all day does not give you the right to be pranking oh, honest OMG. to God hard-working citizens that are doing their work. Don't even go there. You need to just shut your mouth or else I'm going to have to smack you so hard your mama won't recognize you. Not that your mama ever did recognize you because she probably gave you up for adoption when you were just a little kid. I bet you don't even know who your daddy is, bitch. You do know who my daddy is. I know who your daddy is, too. I'm your daddy, bitch. Don't call back. People are so stupid. I'm trying to run a business. Oh, my God. So there you go. That was, you called me. Our senior writer, Ann Marshall, was so struck by Paul Wheatley's Chopper announcement in Value Market that she chose to include him as a critic's choice for best attention shoppers. She says his announcements are like quarters plunk, plunk, plunking into a piggy bank or the plastic crinkle of a popsicle shedding its packaging. We spoke with Paul Wheatley about his 26 years at Value Market and, of course, listened to a few of his announcements. Well, I've been, I've been actually the voice of values for probably 15 years on that. I've been with the company, you know, 26 years, um, but I really stayed off the PA the first few years. I just kind of took to it, like we had to sell some stuff one day, and I, I, did them, I wrote them out, and then I did them live. And we would sell the product out like real quick, and the managers loved it. You know, that was a different era. I don't do it for just for attention. I do it just just to do it, and sometimes just to annoy the. I said I do it just to annoy the other employees. <laughs> Are you tired of the daily grind? Here at the Value Meat Department, we love the daily grind. All our ground beef products are fresh ground daily here in the store for maximum freshness and quality. So we love the daily grind. Thank you for shopping Value Meat Department. A lot of people think that I'm I'm a professional, like paid professional. But this is a great honor, you know, to, you know, be recognized. But me personally, when my voice comes up there, uh, I kind of smile. <laughs> You can see all of our Best of Louisville winners in our July issue, um, and you can attend the Best of Louisville Awards event at the Kentucky Center this Thursday on July 7th at 6 p.m. To see the full list of finalists for Best of Louisville or to purchase tickets to the event, you can visit bestoflou.com. Music heard in this episode is by Louisville band Squeezebot. You can find Squeezebot every Sunday this summer at Knock Bar for squeezy summer Sundays. Second NLE is brought to you by Louisville Magazine and Louisville.com. Our producer is Amber Thieneman. Editing help from Michelle Eigenheer and Rob Neese.
Our theme song was written and performed by art director Suki Anderson and circulation manager Amber Thieneman and recorded by Rob Collier. Louisville Magazine publishes each month. To subscribe, call 502-625-0100. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and any other social media platforms at Louisville Mag and at Louisville Com. 